Hello, and welcome to another episode of Here to Edify. Before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about Anchor. It is an application where you can listen to your favorite podcast, but on top of that, if you're thinking about venturing into starting your own, you can produce a podcast on this or you can distribute your own. And the icing on the cake is that it can all be done for free. It's really user-friendly. So I wanted to just take a moment to tell you about that and um, hope you go check it out when you get a chance. Now, let's get to it. I have debt. And truth is, I have not always worked towards paying it off. It really hasn't been until recently that I've actually started to move towards financial freedom. Because financial literacy is not something that I have mastered. Recently, however, I have come in contact with more individuals that I've seen firsthand that are moving towards financial freedom. And one of those people is Shania. So I sat down with her to talk about what it is to be young, gifted, and moving towards deeper financial literacy. was the first time that you heard the phrase financial literacy and what was your understanding of it? Yeah, so probably, I guess, high school, um, maybe freshman year of college, somewhere around that. So probably junior, senior, freshman year of college, um, I heard the term financial literacy and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, you know, it, it means to be like literate or illiterate, but as far as like writing and reading, but in terms of finances, I was like, never necessarily like put two and two together as far as like prioritizing your spending and being wise with your budgeting, et cetera, and like coining a term for that. Um, so that's probably around the time that I heard of it. Um, and podcasts weren't that popular. YouTube was popular, but most people on YouTube weren't talking about finances and stuff. It was mostly like hair and makeup and, you know, just pretty much like superficial things. But now this is a popular topic, especially amongst like, our age group or like millennials and even black people which is really really good but yeah that's probably so what are we 2020 six years ago it makes me wonder was wealth something that was attainable like did it seem attainable is that something you thought of what was that like yeah um for myself or for my relatives for yourself seeing that okay um i guess a mixture of both um, so like the hustle mentality was like, I need to like pay that bill or I need to, you know, not have my car repoed or, you know, like just the basic necessity of having funds um, and doing what you need to do to make sure that you got it or you got food and tape or whatever you need to have. Um, but as far as for myself, I feel like my mom definitely tried her best and did definitely get us out of our surroundings so that we saw like other options besides, you know, just having a tunnel vision for where we were. Um, so for instance, like we would go on trips, um, be it South Florida, Central Florida, or out of state, but like we, we went on those trips and it would, it would be longer than a day, you know? So just being able to have like, oh, like there is more to life than just Jacksonville, Florida. Like there's more to life than 
you know, just, just my surroundings. Um, and I didn't necessarily grow up super wealthy, but like I had that support and everything that I needed. Yeah. I remember my mom telling us cause same growing up with not a lot of money and, and her saying, you know, you can have anything the next person can have, you know, you may have to work a little harder for it or a little longer, but you can have that. And so I think those are things that sometimes our parents do you mentioning her getting you out even on a vacation where it it translates over into how one can spend money even without this direct you know telling you what to do with money or maybe having a sit down lesson about funds but just kind of seeing that there are options for it beyond just um paycheck to paycheck so in in what i think is is amazing reason why i'm talking to you is because financial literacy finances are important to you yeah they're important to you for yourself but I know that you also like have a burden for others too and then of course being a black woman and so yeah I'd like to hear about some of the stuff that you're doing now currently because and and you know so you went out of state for college um and elaborate on all of these things, please. Um, but you went out of state for college. You um, took out a few loans, um, but also are currently, you know, paying them back. Like you are someone that I think I am often amazed and encouraged by the fact that you got your education, but also are thinking through the other half of, all right, I'm starting to pay this off now. And and you're just a few years out of college so yeah elaborate on all of those things yeah well glory to god (laughs) um first and foremost but um going to school out of out of state well first i started off not wanting to stay in jacksonville which which is where i was from um when kentucky was brought up to me i was like kentucky like who's trying to go to kentucky um but obviously i'm here and it was like a part of Florida's plan for me Um, But I still have to say that I applied to different schools and I didn't get in. This was like immediately after like high school. So like I applied to schools and I ended up just going to community college. But also like I saved money, like I didn't have to, grants covered all my tuition and I I would get some that was left over. Um, And I would just put that towards bills or savings. Going to Louisville, I, I just prayed about it. And I only, I only applied to local and I got in within a few weeks and I got in state tuition because my dad lives here and yeah, just everything was aligning and it was, I, I had a lot of peace about it. So I was like, Lord, this is obviously where you want me to go. Um, so I ended up coming here. I will say that I never stayed on campus. Um, but yeah, that saved me a lot of money too. Um, not having to stay on campus, but paying for off campus housing and I had a roommate, but also like just you know, like my grandma went to school like later in age and she finished, um, which is a blessing. Um, but she would always be like, don't take on no student loans. Don't take, <laughs> like you're gonna be paying, paying them back for the rest of your life. Um, and my mom, she went back to school too, but she never finished, but she's currently finishing up her degree now. But just having like, you know, my grandmother or my mom say like, you know, hold off on taking out suit loans or at least be careful um with the amount that you take out um because you're gonna have to pay back so just having that mindset going in going in to um university level and like knowing that man i'm gonna have to pay this back so i I should probably be a bit wise on how much i take out so like say for instance i took out let's see 
a 5,000 son loan for the semester. If there was something extra that I need to pay, I would just take out the, the minimum for that semester and I'd pay the rest in cash or charge it to my credit card or something and just pay that off. That's interesting to hear that you had, um, you had people in your ear telling you, hey, this is not free money. You know, like, no, you don't max out because you can, but kind of warning you to be cautious, to, um, you know, steward, if you will, you know, um, that that money well. And so I find that super unique because I don't think that uh, there are a lot of people that that is not the case. You know, like their their parents or their, you know, people in their life are telling them you have this money take it out and use it. You know, I remember uh, in undergrad, I was about to graduate and I actually had a teacher tell me when I went to grad school, I took out as much money as I could and I used that to pay for, um, to pay for my housing. And so essentially that is, that is someone giving advice to take out as much as you can so that it can both pay for your housing and pay for your schooling. And, you know, though that I'm sure that was said with all the good intent, again, it wasn't that caution of this high amount that I'm telling you to take out, you have to pay all of this back plus interest, you know. And so that that interest is going to look very different than, as you're saying, whether you um, your credit card, you know, like that's going to look very different that that interest you, you know, putting a small amount on your credit card and paying that off. Um, and so that's why I'd love to hear more about what you are doing now because you have a YouTube channel. So I'd love to um, for you to talk about what you're doing there, what uh, drives that. But then also career wise, um, you just spoke of your passion to kind of educate the black community uh, that you are not a product of your environment. Um, and then also kind of with financial literacy. So just I'd love to hear. Yeah, I'd love to have you elaborate on that. Yeah, so I've been slacking on my videos. <laughs> it's been about a month since I posted. Um, so yes, my channel is called Shania's Journey. Um, essentially, it was started because now there's beginning to be a bit more representation as far as like people who look like us on YouTube talking about finances. But my main goal and vision for the channel was to eventually branch off to like, I guess, financial coaching. Um, so like offering that to people who are, you know, they're interested or curious, or, you know, they're trying to get their finances in order, or they're trying to learn more about how to budget, or how to establish or rebuild credit, or they're looking to get a mortgage one day for a house, you know, like, just various other other things that they can just, I guess, have that accountability um, to meet their goals. Um, so that's why the channel was started, but also just to document my journey um, to debt freedom so that others know that it is possible to do so. Um, it just requires um, a lot of self-control, <laughs> which if you're a believer and you have the spirit, you have self-control, like you have the spirit. Um, so yeah, just, just sticking to those goals um, and just knowing that it's possible. You just have to make it plain. You have to tell your money what to go. Don't let your money run you. And um, yeah, budget stick to it, um, pay, your, pay your bills, tithe, all these other things that you need to do first um, 
and just allocate allocate like a small budget to yourself. Like I'm not saying that you should deprive yourself from anything, um, but you should deprive yourself mostly like while you're paying off debt because um, it, it'll speed up, up the process and you'll be able to get what you want later. Um, as opposed to like having what you want now and like still not being able, you know, to pay off your debt and everything. So, yeah. Um, so tell me, um, I guess kind of like lastly, so we talked about the YouTube channel, um, and the hope to, you know, that to eventually lead to be able to coach, uh, financially, but career wise, I know that you giving back is also something that is important. Um, and, and when I say giving back, a lot of times I feel like in our head or in my head, it's, it's giving back monetarily, which not to say you're opposed to, but there's also the giving back of knowledge. Um, what turned that page for you where you're like, I, I want others to know how important this is as well and be educated and literate financially. So, yeah, I guess when my credit card became unsecured, it kind of hit a little different because like, obviously my credit was kind of on the incline. Well, obviously if they released my, if they unsecured my credit card, but um, just seeing that and seeing how I was able to apply for another credit card because I didn't have to prove my credit worthiness anymore because I had already established myself by, you know, paying on that credit card consistently um, and paying it off in full monthly um, so that I don't have any leftover balances and no interest is occurring. But yeah, just seeing that, because I, yeah, I, I grew up kind of in an environment to where like, I, I don't, I don't think that many people had like really good credit. So like, just know that it was possible to have the credit um, and to keep it well. Um, and, you know, possible to save money. I'm like, because so many people who are are like stuck in that situation they think that that's it you know they think that they can't get out of it um and they think that you know maybe the debt is just too much that they might as well just let it cease when they die you know like just the the debbie downers of these types of situations but wanting to give people hope in regards to getting out of their situations just the negativity that's associated with it um because even sometimes some people, particularly black people, are like, oh, I don't got white people credit. You know, like, just deeming that is, is something other. Like, they can't have it. It's for the other. Um, but kind of, like, de debunking those lies um, is something that I, I, I would love to do, um, particularly at younger ages. <laughs> um, so that, you know, they don't get into a dire situation and they dip themselves into a hole or they, they don't go off to college and they follow the same patterns as other people and being trapped by credit card, just, just preparing future generations um, so that they can tell their kids and their, their children can tell their children, you know, just the, the cycle of like kind of reversing what's kind of been put in our minds, like the, the mentality that, you know, you are a product of your environment, essentially, because um, that mentality is, is there and it's heavy. And it's hard to like believe that there's a different way when you don't see it. Or it's hard to, um, even if you do see it, thinking like, oh yeah, you can do it, but I can't. You know, like just knowing that not, not like you can do it too. So. Yeah, all of that is is super amazing. Um, and I can just attest to, I feel like already you've kind of done that. I, 
am one of those people that uh, have a lot of school debt and they're it like you said there is this negative connotation of just like man um maybe that's just where i am you know like like maybe i just got to hold on to this forever and so i know there are plenty of single women out there and i'm sure men that are paying things off but it's but a lot of times i see the married couples that are you know able to do this and of course that's a lot of times to a person income and so i think for me seeing you um take the time to to pay stuff off to see that like no you're not living on sticks you know what i'm saying you you know off of off of nothing the bare minimum was just like oh maybe it will take me some time but that doesn't mean that um it doesn't mean that i shy away from from it period you know and so when you speak of this this Debbie Downer mentality or this mentality of just like you know, this person can do it, black, white, or otherwise, but I can't, um, is real, you know, and it's definitely something that I have experienced. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is so important that we have people letting letting others know, like, this is not where you have to stay. And then also when you just hear the real facts that, like, black wealth, how far behind white wealth in America is, like, that is a fact. And yet, and still, we we can't stop pushing, you know? And so I think that it is good to have these just individuals in your life like, hey, that's true. But that does not mean that that then needs to become your definition of you can never be because of this this fact of, of what is, you know? Um, yeah, and I, I, so I just think that I am just seeing more and more the importance um, of, just the small letting someone know like no you can like pay pay 100 on there pay 200 on there because it'll start dropping you know what i'm saying it's not going nowhere and one thing that i feel like is really relevant for those um with student loan debt at this current time is while it's at 0% pay as much as you can you know the interest rate um so that's not something that you have to worry about that as you're paying is climbing you know at least for right now it's kind of at a pause so yes Yes, yes. And it's federal student loans, 0% until December 31st. So that's pretty much a whole chunk of this year, because I think the CARES Act was signed in what, March? End of March, mid-March or something like that. So like a good chunk of this year, no interest on on the loans, which is crazy. Yes, yes. And it'd be nice if they extended. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I so what I want you to do lastly is um, plug your page. Uh, where can you be found? And maybe even uh, a few things that uh, you've talked about. I know one uh, one of the titles of the videos was how you saved a couple thousand in a few months. And so, uh, yeah, let's let's plug your page and what you're doing. Where can we find um, Shania? Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. I feel honored. Um, so you can find me at, well, actually under my name. So Shania, S-H-A-N-I-A, Mangum, Men and Gum put together. Um, and you'll see my page and you'll see my face. I'll have my hair out. So that's how you know it's me. Um, and my like backdrop for my page is Shania's Journey. But yes, the video, I saved about 6,508 months. Um, most people were like, what, eight months? But also, I will say that 
that most people have to take into consideration my expenses. Um, so like th this would be different for a single mother, or single father with kids and, you know, has to pay for daycare or, you know, like just so many different um, caveats that goes into it. Um, but for me, I'm a single person, no kids. My rent's under X amount of dollars. I don't have a car payment. You know, like I, you know, all these other things that allows, that frees me up to save more. Um, but be it you save 3,008 months, be it you save 500 in two months. Like that's still something that's, that's still a start. Just set your own goals and work at meeting them. Whether you're saying saving $2 a day um, or you're saving $10 a week, that's always something. Um, just do what you can. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely super important to not compare. Um, we all fall victim to that and that will keep us down probably a lot longer than if we just understand um, that we have to work towards what works for us in our household. So yeah, no, I love that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Um, money is important. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, when I know someone that, like you said, like you're young and you're doing this, I think that that is super important to just see, um, yeah, like we don't have to throw our ourselves or our financial state away um, so early just because it doesn't look um, the way we would like it to be. But as goals go, you work towards them. And so um, I feel like you are a clear example of if you work towards something, um, you will start to see the benefit of that. And so I hope that this episode will really inspire people to um, – yeah, to, to work towards financial freedom, to work towards financial literacy, but also um, you young and you black, you know, and you, you, you're killing it, girl. So definitely just wanted to celebrate you as well. Um, and so thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Here to Edify. As always, you can find this podcast wherever you listen with new episodes uploaded every Wednesday. Thank you again and hope to catch you listening next time.